Sunshine. This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw, and I'm so glad to be back on the air. I thought that marathon oh, was going to go on another day, but by golly, we got enough. Not quite what we needed, but enough, and God bless every one of you. Oh, excuse me. God has blessed every one of you who sent in uh, funds, and I know that you will put the check in the mail. Yes, the check is in the mail. Yes, get your money every Friday. <laughs> We're all going to have a happy ending. Today, I have with me here in the studio one of the most charming women I know. Her name is Kim McMillan, and she has a project to tell you about today. We have to get someone on the telephone. We have to get Jay-Z Knight. That's Z. Jay-Z as in Zebra Knight. One of the stars of What the Bleep Do We Care? Which movie I haven't even seen. So Kim McMillan has to tell us all about it. Okay. KZ Knight is considered by a lot of religious experts and historians to be one of the most charismatic, remarkable, and challenging spiritual leaders of the modern age. And she's one of the most controversial leaders of the schools of ancient wisdom in America today. Damn, I could use a little ancient wisdom. Please, please, a little wicca, a little ancient wisdom. And now, Kim, tell us all about this uh, woman. She's having a master class on Thursday night, and that's what we're going to talk about. Right. Um, Jay-Z Knight is incredible. I've read about her for years. She's a channel for Ramtha, and she's... Channel, that is, she channels. Right, she channels The guy, he comes through her. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. I'll buy whatever you say, Kim. I'll buy anything. Thank you very much, yes, Jennifer. Dear. Yes, okay. She's channeling. <laughs> She's channeling Rampa. And okay. what I love about um, Jay-Z Knight is her, her extraordinary mind. The fact that she is able to really see beyond what is there to what is really there. And I believe we have her on the phone right now, don't we? Aha. Uh, l- let's see if we can put um, Jay-Z Knight on. Jay-Z, are you there? Are you with us? I am, and I'm thoroughly enjoying this conversation. Okay, okay, okay. Now, I want you to tell us all about these vibes, these reality changes and vibes. Tell us about it, darling. Well, how long is your show? <laughs> well, we've got till we've got till four o'clock. Oh, um, well, I can tell you that in 1997, after channeling Ramtha, who appeared to me in 1977, after after doing it all these years, in 1997, a group of scientists spent two years studying Ramtha's school, uh, the different topics that he taught his students, and it culminated in a conference in which uh, a group from um, an, an annex from Berkeley, actually, um, 
uh, came out, an investigative scientific group that actually tested me in a very exclusive, well, I say exclusive because it was nine-channel feedback machine that actually monitored uh, what happens to me when I leave my body and to get verification of that, in fact, I actually was doing this and it wasn't just a Fig Newton of my imagination. And that culminated with um, about two weeks of being tested, um, uh, a battery of tests to make sure that I wasn't a split personality, that I wasn't uh, having a grand mal seizure. Anyway, at the end of at the testing, they found out that and this team uh, that was headed up by Stan, Dr. Stanley Krippner, his team had been studying the greatest gurus in India and had been working recently on some remarkable people in Brazil. And <clears throat> what had happened, they were doing, they had wired them up to get feedback on nine channels, such as skin, galvanic, blood pressure, heart rate, um, uh, body temperature change, actually seeing what happens to the body when these people are doing their work. And when I left my body, which I have always done since Rampa taught me that 30 years ago, um, a new and different being came in, and his name was Rampa the Enlightened One, and he uses the um, lower cerebellum of my brain. It has its own hookup to my body and to my face. And so I had, that has been a long statement of how this phenomenon occurred. And in fact, Ramtha is the one that coined the term uh, channeling. So mm-hmm. what happened at the test? Well, we had him do it in front of the entire school. There were 1,200 people present uh, for them to see. It was hooked up to all of the computers. And when I left my body and Ramtha appeared, it was so fast and so dramatic, the computers went down and recalibrated what they were seeing. And so uh, the being was appearing in the deepest state of Delta. Uh, my heart rate went, dropped to 35 from a normal heart rate to 35 beats and then shot up to 187 wow. beats per minute and stayed there the entire time that Rampa was present. Um, my body temperature dropped in both hands, which meant I became ambidextrous or my body was. And so it was such a dramatic uh, uh, more than it ever ever had studied, and then the fact that in Ram was recording himself in the deepest state of Delta, and yet he opened his eyes and began a conversation with them. It was such an astounding event for them that we did it. We replicated it on scientific issues. Is this replicable? And so it certainly was. So they went forward and tested me. Uh, Two more times would have been three and four more times we could have gone on with the same results. And so what they had concluded was is absolutely not a fraud here, that this was absolutely an exchange of extraordinary mind impressing the subconscious and the brain of my body and able to manipulate it and augment reality. And that, under their studies, it was the most astounding measurement they'd ever received. That Nobody had ever tested had done that. And what was really beautiful in 1977, after that, Ramtha had said that one day science would come and give validity to him, which, of course, they did. So, essentially, I leave my body, and I go down that tunnel that uh, people talk about, and I have been going down that tunnel since late 1977. And uh, I leave my body, and I'm going to that that light uh, that people who have near-death experiences, have out-of-body experiences, go to. And 
And I've been doing that and have been saying that since 1977. So it was not a novel concept to explain what happens to me. In the interim, Ramtha is not in my body, but rather is manipulating my body through his own mind and is using my brain as the resource in which to do that. So for nearly oh, 30 me, years, he... I've been channeling this extraordinary being who has a message for people and been teaching them how to become it. Yes, he has left. He, he's uh, not living. Oh, no, he's living. He's not in this body. Yeah, but, but he lived He lived 35,000 years ago. 35,000 years ago. Yes, he did. Okay, and you, you say that, what is it, you began 1977... That's when he appeared to me. Yeah, in, and in 90, Washington. Uh, 1977 and 1997 is when these experiments were done. Was that at the Learning Annex? No, no, no. That was, that was up, here up here in Yelm, Washington. And okay. the scholars, see, Ramtha teaches on neurobiology, okay. neurophysiology, how your brain works, how your cells work, how, what is your DNA, how you're programmed, how you re-enter this body from bliss, what is reincarnation, its purpose, teaches, and then historical uh, teaching. So There's there a teacher scholars, at Washington State. for two years came to study what he was saying, and it really culminated in the testing of, of this remarkable oh, test that went out. It made headlines yeah. everywhere. Krupner, Krupner is it teaching at, at Washington State. People can reach him at no, Washington. Dr. Stanley Krupner, you can go online Krippner. and find him. I don't have his email okay. address. It's and, Dr. Uh, Dr. Stanley Krupner. And they were really, let me think for a moment, where they were working, uh, or they had uh, some tenants at... Um, Saybrook Institute, along with, uh, uh, oh, I forgot his name now, one of my wonderful friends who actually started this process of bringing the scholars here, and it was uh, Dr. J. Gordon Melton, who is the preeminent religious scholar, scholar in the world, and he was the one who came here to study Ramtha and found this extraordinary school, and he was the one that, through his suggestion, got the scholars to come and to verify what he had discovered here and to test me to make sure that I wasn't a fraud or a great actress or some brilliant genius. Mm -hmm. uh, Does any of this tie in with the film? Oh. All of the, the film, What the Bleep Do We Know, is about what Ramtha teaches and has been teaching. All of the people, uh, Will Arts, whose, whose brainchild the film was, um, uh, Betsy Chase and Mark Vicente, the director, they're all students in the school and have been for a long time, and many of the actors are in the school. And what they were endeavoring to do was to bring what they learn in school as a, as a conception to people out in the world that people could see through dramatization, part dramatization, other part documentary, what can happen when you begin to augment and change your own reality? And how does the world appear when you do? And, and who is it that's changing it from what to what? And so the film became a huge success, immensely popular. It's, it's out on video. Oh, my you goodness. You can get it on video, people. Shown yeah. in all through Europe and called, Australia. Yeah. What the bleep do we what care? What the bleep do we know? What the bleep do we know? Pardon yeah. me, I'm oh, sorry. By so the way... Ramtha is in, Ramtha is in that film, and... Um, uh, yes, does a great talk there. Well, by the way, JC, I saw the film. I loved it. I, I uh, so well. Listen, he did. He meaning Will Arts is a great friend of mine. He he has done an extended version of all of the interviews that he's going to be releasing by Christmas. So the uh, extended versions like three hours. I saw the Shirley MacLaine film years ago, and I bought it for some reason. I don't know. It's wonderful, 
but I, I just kept thinking, you know, what is it? She had to stay up on the mountain for weeks and weeks and weeks. and Out on a limb, I think it was. Yeah, yeah just to get an out of butt. She yeah. was a student of Rampas, too, for many years, and, and many of the concepts that she had there that she had learned from him. She's yeah. She's still. She's still. Well, I don't know what she's doing. Oh, these she's days. a remarkable woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, she's done everything in her life, and I think she's leading a very quiet but proactive life in her own in <laughs> in her own uh, success of her of her life. So, I do you think, think this is? Great. Yeah. Do you think there's something going to be taught? I mean, yes. Well, you know why? Because because we're ignorant. We don't know. Nobody nobody is out there telling us that we create our reality. And it may be a, a cute term, but there's no there's no reasoning behind it that ties in, for example, how our brain works with streams of consciousness to formulate concepts that that through our own self as observer, which is an important term in quantum physics, the observer affecting uh, particle physics, that when we observe what it is that we have in our brain, then reality changes to match that. And then the qu- next question would be, so uh, what is that? Why does it do that so that we can experience it? Well, why would we need to experience it? And Rantha would say to make known the unknown. So to answer your question, very few people know that they are the observer referred to in quantum physics. Very few people know the difference between their brain, consciousness, and mind. And very, very few people realize that they're creating reality. And once they are in a situation to where what they have been taught philosophically... See, everybody's rich in philosophy and poor in experiences of it. But in the school, Ramtha teaches you this and then initiates you into an experience that reflects that you can do this really wonderful thing. And that once you see that you can, my God, you can do all this great stuff, and once you do that, then the next question would be, all right, then, my purpose being here is to be a creator, is to make known the unknown, is to evolve and to change. And, and so what is the next thing I need to know? Knowledge. The more knowledge you get, the greater your dreams and the greater your ability to do things. We used to call it the theater of the mind. Uh, there was a guy long dead now, I think he died in 1999, called Del Close. He was a, a theater genius, and um, he... He's just, what is it, um, he's just, well, one of his students is producing a new show. We all know The Daily Show, which is a satire on television. And yes. The guy who does the uh, straight news, I think, and I've forgotten his name. John Stewart. No, 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 the other guy, the number two man. He's doing a spin-off. John Stewart, um, you know, has been, The Daily Show has been a success for ages, but the guy who plays his, um, oh, I've forgotten. Black is back. Uh I, I don't know. I, anyway, I mean, no, no, no. It's a, it's one of the guys on the Daily Show, and he was. Uh, there's a piece in the current New Yorker. Anyway, folks, it's just he's describing Del Close's theater of the mind and how he figured out he's going to do a spinoff. Um, and I'm not sure what the name of it is, but they will tell you on the Daily Show what it is. But I will tell you that that what Rumpel School is about is about you. And the reason that the movie is such a success is because it's actually an event about everyone who comes to see it. And it's actually enlightening the people who come to see this. And that, and that what we are, we already contain everything that we need to begin our changes and to begin to truly evolve into some kind of wonderful. And that is not anything that we put on. It's not anything we wear. It's not our diet. It's, it's what we are inside of ourselves. And so 
in the movie, Rampa uses two concepts to explain our potentials. The kingdom of heaven, which is uh, that all potentials exist simultaneously, and quantum physics, that all potentials exist simultaneously. So on, on the more scientific level, the concept that you create reality is... That the taken, kingdom of heaven taken. is within you. Well, what is it that is within you? Who is you that's within what? It's that, it's that what you think matters, and that matter is not mind over matter, but <laughs> matter is yeah. mind. It's just you know? within, but it's within, it's not, uh, it's not some god on the mountain with a oh, beard. Oh, heaven's sake, no. Yeah, of I course. Mean, that's so yes. Get rid of that. You, yeah, you, yeah. you know, J.C., yeah. yeah. I'd love to ask you, because we're in a country right now that's at war, and so the whole consciousness that we're living in now is fear of, fear of, of being of dying, fear of being of terrorism, fear of your next door neighbor, fear of people who don't look like you. So I would love to ask you, how would you, what would you say to people who have that consciousness? What could, would you what say to change that? That they would have. What? What? To me, it, we we're living in a country right now that has a very strong consciousness of fear. And what would you do to change something like that? Fear of well, death. Well, a fear. The greatest thing is to conquer your fear because as long as as long as there is something that you are afraid of, you'll never live your life to its fullest measure, to its richest measure of expression. And to conquer your fear is to say, so what am I afraid of? What what is it? That, what are you afraid of? What is the country afraid of? I mean, I mean, my goodness, there. You know, it's basically Christian uh, belief that is now the administration in Washington, and the strong appeal of the Christian right that's really governing are using as window dressing for other things that are occurring in the country and, and abroad, I'm afraid. And their, their idea is to be afraid of God and to do with the world as you wish right now because it's going to end and Jesus is going to come and take you back. And for the rest of the people that these sort of uh, decisions are being made on their behalf are not the popular majority that, that though you could go and vote, uh, it seems that, that the idea is so appealing that the end of time is near and you can, can basically destroy the world and get whatever you want to. But the people are actually doing that in the administration and making those rules no full will. That's a bunch of malarkey. And it's a whole different agenda that's going on. So maybe the fear is, is that in the name of God, a lot of atrocities are happening and, and that the majority of people are feeling rather um, inadequate and ill-equipped to deal with decisions that are basically made on, on their half. And, and I think the lack of, of control sometimes makes a person feel enormously insecure, and perhaps that's what we're afraid of. I find it really ironic, I don't you? I find it ironic mm -hmm. that the president wouldn't work with stem cell research because it was murdering... <laughs> All right, listen, is the murdering yeah. of embryos, but there's no yeah. problem. Well, human murdering insanity. 30,000 Iraqis. Yeah, human insanity, human stupidity is that Einstein said, you know, two things are infinite to the universe and human stupidity, and I'm not sure <laughs> about the, the universe. The other one was taxes, but you're right, <laughs> you're right. You know, no, no, it's. But, so but what no, do I but Jay Z. Conquering, conquering. Well, because you, you, we create our realities. Yeah, but no. there's, a, there's a film. But when you belong to the collective, the collective who is in charge is creating the reality, and you belong to the mass that, mind. That ebb tide that's the group thing. to happen. No, um, uh, uh, Jay Z, there's a um, television show that just began. Uh, Stephen Botchko, he's botched it up. Uh, <laughs> the, the good news is that it's not a recruiting poster, but it's supposed to be about kids, um, 18, 22. They're all in foxholes in, uh, 
Iraq, and it's they push the envelope, they blow bodies apart. We see people cut in half. It was so horrific. It made gave me nightmares, made me sick all night. And I thought, now this is a famous um, a theatrical. This is a theater mind. This guy, you know, he did a bunch of shows, um, Hill Street Blues, L.A. You know, he's he's um, he keeps talking about blood and sex. Yeah, always sells. Yeah, he's keep he keeps talking about pushing the envelope. You know, but I looked at it and I thought, will this create more fear? Will it make young people think twice? At least, as I say, it doesn't tell you to go be well, a I patriot. Think, I, I think that probably what's more horrific than that, and if somebody is endeavoring to do a really reality-based show, then don't edit the news and allow people to see their thank sons you. and daughters being blown up yeah, thank uh, in you. Baghdad because I think when you start to mm-hmm. see that because that's one of is one of the 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 things or the uh papal bulls that was issued to all the media that they would not mm-hmm. be showing pictures from a war torn Baghdad and show dead bodies coming yeah. home least the war become so, unpopular. So why do we need to have a made up theatrical movie to tell us that these things are happening and that it's horrific beyond our our beliefs. Because not... the reality is kept from people and for good reason that if people really saw what it was, then that would be the end of the war and that would be the end of Halliburton and the corporations that make a lot of money off of it. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's getting more and more difficult. Uh, see, I thought that the advent of television, I thought, well, everybody will now see uh, we said that television ended the Vietnam War because suddenly well, we... Well, they did, but you see, the same people that, that own television then don't own it today. It's exactly. owned by a few corporations in, in corporate America, and they're the ones that say what gets on TV. What, who's destroyed? Who's uplifted? I, I find it very disingenuous. I love the news. I mean, I love current events, but I'm not an entertainment person. I, I, don't, I, I'm not, I don't know who's doing who, and I don't really care. Mm-hmm. What I want to do when I turn on the news that I don't want to hear about Jennifer Aston's poor interview with somebody. <laughs> I want to know mm-hmm. about the starving people in Niger and what are we doing to facilitate that if on one hand the pomp and circumstance of this administration is to extol the virtues of its Christianity, then I think that Christianity's greatest virtue, we can find one here, is called uh, the end of poverty yeah. and, and to take care of the poor and, and mm-hmm. through their, their actions towards people in Africa period have created mm-hmm. an abomination over there. I want yeah. to hear about what's going there. I don't want to care. I don't care about who's pregnant with who. Yeah, well, if morality is the desire to lessen suffering in the world, then our leaders are about as immoral. But, but you see, there's a reason for that. And the reason for that is is that the people who own the media are the same people who own other companies that it is to their credit to keep... America not knowing what's going on in the world and keep them keep them illiterate in terms of world events, but keep them literate on who's dating who. Oh, yeah, they're because just corporate. Because then nobody cares and people can, can get away with everything. Oh, yeah, corporate media is just PR men for the system. So, why, so your question is, so why do we have to have a horrific piece of media presentation to show what's really going on is because nobody in the country has really gotten together and said, this is ridiculous. We want to know what's happening to our sons and daughters. We want to know what's happening to the poor Iraqis. We want to know what's happening to people over there. And we want to see it because we want to have a say if we feel that this is something to continue. Yeah, Stephen Bochco is awfully clever. He said, oh, no, I don't think politics has any place in entertainment. <laughs> 
course, uh, yeah, well, he's, you know, when you lie that way, um, it is, it is really uh, rather, when rather you lie pleasing. That way, yes. You're a politician. Well, no, he was, I, I hope he thinks it's an in joke, at least I do. We have to talk about where you're going to be Thursday night. Well, Jim. sure. Um, and I apologize for my, for just blurting out to my political. I love it. We, oh, that's we love what it. We're this here is what for. we're about. That's, that's what we're here lady, for, honey. Listen, I want to tell you. In school, you, you asked a very important question. So what happens to all the people who don't agree with this? Well, I think being proactive and, and making people aware and making people aware that they can't. And, and to those who see that, you know, that the game is going on, the most important thing is to start being proactive in your life and becoming a person that you can be proud of and that you have control over your environment and and knowing that you create the nature of reality is the most the most covered up top secret thing there ever was because when people know that then uh, the kettle does the lid doesn't go off the kettle anymore yeah. people then start creating life the way they want it rather than the way it's served up so yeah. I'm going to be at the Learning Annex uh, Wednesday evening, August Thursday. 3rd. I think actually, you're, actually you're Thursday. Thursday. Oh, excuse me, August. Yes, uh, that's in fourth. San Diego. So Thursday, August the fourth, right? From San Francisco to nine thirty. Mm-hmm. If your viewers are interested, they can go to www.learningannex.com and they can register for it online. And you can also call the four one five seven eight eight. 5500 number, which is a learning annex number in San Francisco. Right. And I got to tell you, I'm thrilled. And so what do you want me to do? Listen, I'm a channel. I've been a channel for 30 years. I've outlived everybody. <laughs> I know what's on the other side. I'm going to teach people to do sending and receiving. I'm going to teach them wow. to do something right then and there. No, Even in their Gucci shoes or their patched up jeans, we don't care. Yeah, I've got Whatever broken stuff. I'm going to tell you I have a brain. I'm going to show you how great you mm. are. And we're going to talk about the possibilities of, of the students that are I've only got so I'm, I'm jazzed. I can't wait to come. I've only got Birkenstocks. Is there any way I can, can get to... You can wear Birkenstocks. <laughs> Maybe I have rhinestones. We can on them. Can I get to Ancient Greece? Yeah. She's already there. You're there in spirit. There, I, want, I want to chat with the, the, the uh, Oracle at Delphi. <laughs> she... She's a buddy of mine. Her name is Pythia, you know. Yes, but you know, uh, you can do that. But you don't have to talk to an oracle. You can talk to yourself, baby. Just just learn how to be great in you. Yeah, I've been Pythia. And how to create reality because then you'll know. I've been Pythia since 1977. I think you're pretty cute myself. (laughs) Pythia. Pythia, she's that pithy one with the... Uh, I know. Was it somebody said the other day, oh, what is it, um, awful joke, pumpernickel. She has a pumpernickel sense of humor, and I said, what's that? And they said, just a shade darker than rye. Oh, okay. yeah. And a very... Bad jokes. Bad jokes. So there you go. Bad jokes. Uh, tell again. Also, I'm bringing with me my fabulous guy, James Flick, and has been with us very year, many years, and there would be students that are there around the school, and, and people will get to ask wonderful questions questions about what's taught, what's learned. We have to get off the air, darling. I'm going to put the I'm going to put those phone numbers at the front desk. So if anybody calls the radio station, just call KPFA and you can get the numbers again. Kim's going to repeat them real quick cuz we've only got a minute. and rompta.com right. for events at the school. Right. And 415-788-5500 to register. Jay-Z Knight is a fabulous fascinating channel. Be there. Th- this coming Thursday beginning at 6:45. 
This See is, you there. This has <laughs> been definitely. Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. Till next time, till Thursday morning at 8.20, go easy. And if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bye. Jason. Bye. Bye. The nice and tidy. It's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday. Happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light them up, boys. Berkeley's Tilden Park Nature Center presents Migrating Woman with Bird, featuring dancer Patricia Bulett with cellist Merlin Coleman in a free performance and reception honoring birds. Sunday, August 14th, 2 to 4 p.m. reception with a 3 p.m. performance. See you at the Nature Center next to the Little Farm in Berkeley's Tilden Park. Please call 510-525-2233. That's 510-525-2233. This benefits the Regional Parks Foundation. One, two, three, four. Y'all ready for this?